You want to talk about Halloween. Uh, are you recording? I am. I am too. And I know you want to talk about Halloween. It's a scary I season. Do. Although tomorrow up here in Thunder Bay. You want to Bay, see scary? Look in a mirror. Wow! And <laughs> <laughs> hey, wearing my costume early to catch tell the wolf man. <sighs> That's a fierce beard. I've got a very, very ratty beard right now. This is called the dad beard. This is when you do not care when you look in the mirror in the morning. Just as long as you don't have vomit or poop in your beard, you're good. Is it to match your gross dad bod? Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. I have maybe gained a pound or two. And I'm looking forward to having some pumpkin pie when this uh, podcast is over. Gills, tomorrow will mark three weeks. No sugar for me. You're going full no sugar? I'm trying. Well, like... uh, I mean, like, processed sugar. Like, I haven't had pot, you know, any sweets, nothing like that. But, like, I'll have, like, byproducts of sugar, if that makes sense. Like, if I'm having a burger and there's ketchup on it. Something like, because, you know, there's ketchup or sugar and ketchup. So you're just not having candy. Well, like, I'm not having pop, you know, donuts, cookies, any Desserts. baked goods. Desserts. Anything delicious. Yes. yes. I'm going to cut myself off. a fucking salad for dessert. <laughs> I'm an <laughs> apple. That's my dessert. It's nature's candy. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's going to be, boy, oh, boy. So uh, what's, what happens with You know, whenever I lived in an apartment and like, Halloween came around, I always bought some candy thinking that uh, I might have to give some out. No. Nah, never had a single visitor when I lived in an apartment. Uh, I think when I was living in Windsor, we had like one kid show up, and Sean and I were like, uh, "We got nothing for you, sorry." He's <laughs> like, "Hey, you want a pudding cup? We got pudding." Did you give him a pudding cup? I think so. Oh, that's but, nice. Uh, he at least gave him something. Yeah, I think I was literally like furiously ripping open my cupboards. Oh my god, <laughs> what do you? I got. You want some potato salad? Uh, <laughs> well, if you have a guest, our off-topic here is Halloween because it's coming up. And uh, I was actually going to say it's not really feeling like Halloween up here in uh, Thunder Bay. Uh, our temperature is going to be twenty-one degrees tomorrow. Yes, yeah, so that's roughly around what we're going to get. Yeah, <laughs> shorts weather. But. Apparently, then the temperature is going to steadily drop. We're going to have like 21 tomorrow, and then Wednesday it's going to be down to nine. So yeah, it's it, gonna it's, it's gonna, gonna be playing fast and loose. It's gonna walk off a cliff, and it'll feel like Halloween in a hurry. So, but you walk around the neighborhood, and some people have those uh, inflatables. Yeah, the inflatables are getting stupid. Like this yeah, one house a... has a giant inflatable, and it's of a minion wearing a firefighter hat. And holding a pumpkin. The fuck oh, yeah. is that? Yeah. That's just random stuff. On my parents' street, <laughs> like in our old in our old survey, like our old neighborhood. Yeah. I was I was driving down there the other day. There's one there's one house. It's not far from where your grandparents' house was. Uh, it's up the road a little bit on Amberley. Uh, it's just a whole slew, like a whole f- cornucopia of uh, inflatables. And then at the foot of the driveway, right at the boulevard. Is a big pumpkin with a with a Kansas City Chiefs helmet. This big fucking balloon. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. You're gonna be a team, you douche. But like some of them, like if you're gonna go all in for like a, a, an inflatable, don't get like a minion. That's not Halloweeny. Get yeah. a I don't know. Get a, 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 a pumpkin. You get a big pumpkin with a scary black cat. Something like yeah. that. You know, a ghost maybe. Yeah. A witch? A Frankenstein? 
Something like it's that. It's not being. It's not very Halloweeny. It's just being a regular weenie. <laughs> hey, I like that. There you go. <laughs> you know the decorations part is a big part of Halloween. Although my family never did. I remember convincing my parents to buy these cool like window hangers. And you'd see, like, they bought them from, like, a teacher supply store because that's where they got all their stuff. And you'd see sometimes yeah. you have, I think it was, like, a Frankenstein and Dracula, I think. I wanted the Wolfman, but they didn't have the Wolfman. But I think it was a Frankenstein and a Dracula. I remember they hung those up in the window one year. And apart from a pumpkin, we didn't really, didn't really do much decorating. How about you? No, yeah, we, my when I was little, I remember my mom actually, because she used to have things for all, ho- all holidays, pretty mm. much everything except St. Patrick's Day, because we're not a bunch of mix, we're Scots and English. Uh, what like, Burns she Burns Day? What'd you, do? What? What'd you do for Robbie Burns Day? I don't even know. There you go, Robbie, your proud Scottish heritage, you can tell me a thing or two about Robbie Burns Day. Uh... Okay, enlighten me, Ted. What's Robbie Burns Day? I don't know. I didn't go uh, highfalutin on my Scottish heritage. Okay. It's a holiday in, like, February for the Scots. All I'm saying is we didn't celebrate St. Patrick's Day, so she didn't do anything for St. Patrick's Day, but she usually threw up stuff for Valentine's Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Halloween, and Easter. And But as I gotten older, like, the effort just all went out the window by the time I was, like, 12. Because I think she... You remember, I was not the biggest fan of Halloween. I just didn't care. I, I do didn't remember. do anything. Yeah. And so we would decorate pumpkins, and they had, like, a front door, like, punk, a cat with a little pumpkin. It was, like, this little thing. I don't know if you remember that one. Black cat Vaguely. hanging behind a pumpkin. Uh, so we put that out. But, like, when I was little, she used to actually put stuff in the windows and stuff like that. And sometimes she'd even throw a costume on to give out candy. But that was when I was really little. We did have this other decoration that we used to hang in the hallway, and Bryn found a version of it up here in Thunder Bay. So we now we have this in our house, and it ran on like a motion sensor, and it was like a ghost that hung from like your I ceiling. I hate those things. And it went. I loved it too when you showed it to me. Yeah, and it just makes this when I heard the freaky noise. It all came back to me, but it used to scare the hell out of my, my grandparents. They didn't like it at all. <laughs> it came over. <laughs> but I do remember we had that decoration as well. Um, yes, you did not like Halloween. What was your issue with... Well, that started about, what, fifth grade, fourth grade? It's weird because I think I, I, I had a real conniption about it fifth grade. That was when I really t- put my stand in. Where I didn't even come, because remember, every school did the little Halloween parade, yeah, costume parade. Where, yeah, sure. Uh, every year, I'd at least bring a costume. But grade five, I just, for whatever reason, I'm like, boycott. No good. And I just, I don't even know why. I'll have to ask my mom if she remembers why. But I remember this vague memory of me sitting at the foot of our steps in our uh, on the main floor. She was like, get a costume, bring it to school. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I was being a real dick about it. I just, for some reason I had just no, I was done with Halloween. But, uh, so Mr. Morrison gave us, or gave me some fangs that he had in his desk. They're probably not hygienic at all. He's just like, here, you can be a vampire boy. <laughs> that was boy. back in the day where you could wear fangs from the uh, lost and found, basically. <laughs> yeah. And no one would bat an eye. But, uh, before I that... I Jedi for some reason. I seem to remember No, that was you... grade six. Oh, okay. Grade six and seven and eight is when I actually started to put, like, although I still... That was the thing. My whole childhood, I 
I think I put effort in once. I was a vampire and I did the makeup when, when I was probably grade two or three. But there was one year I literally borrowed my brother's gi and I was just like a, a karate guy. Uh, there was one year I literally threw on my hockey equipment and I was just a hockey player. Although that was the perfect one because that was 92 when it snowed. Do you remember that? It was yeah. just a massive snowstorm. Yeah. So I was in the right equipment to walk around and get candy. Yeah. Uh, but in grade seven and eight, I think you and I back to back, we like wore suits. So I w- we went as Blues Brothers one year, and then like one we were Men in Black, but it's the same suits. Yeah, because I, how did that work? That was a weird year, because I wanted to go as a member of the Men in Black, and then we were also with Campbell, who went as like a gangster, so he wore like a trench coat and a suit and had a cap yeah. gun. I don't even think he had a suit. I think he just had a trench coat and a hat. Yeah, and everybody fire off the cap gun sometimes. That was kind of cool. But I remember we came to the front door, and I'm wearing my suit and sunglasses because it was supposed to be like Will Smith and Men in Black, and Cam yeah. was dressed like Alec Baldwin. And the guy goes, "Hey, it's the Belushi Boys." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a Men in Black. <laughs> that upset me. You know, it's actually kind of funny because with me, it was kind of like the opposite because. I always made a big deal about the costume at the school for the school parade. That's what I would live for. But there was yeah. a good three, four-year period in my childhood where I got so scared on a Halloween night that I stopped trick-or-treating for a couple of years. Do you, know? you got scared or something? Is that I what got it was? scared, yeah. yeah. No, we, um, we went trick-or-treating. I don't remember. I was real young, maybe even kindergarten. And we went up to this house... And an old lady, like, answered the door, and she gave us the candy, and then she walked away. And I'm just little enough that I can only see, like, the top above people. You know, I can't see above the people who are in front of me. And out walked some guy, and he had this monster mask on, and it lit up, and I thought it was the scariest thing imaginable. We didn't even get off our street. So I sprinted home, my dad chasing <laughs> after me, probably the fastest I ever ran in my young day. Went in, home, I was crying. My dad was trying to talk me to going back out. We go another, no, I thought that every house was gonna be like that. And that was yeah. like maybe like my second or third Halloween actually going out trick or treating. So yeah, I took a couple years off because I didn't enjoy being scared. And then, um, and then yeah, then I said, you know, I kind of grew out of that fear, and uh, depending on the costume I had, I started back up like uh, third grade, I think, maybe fourth grade. Started going back. Well, I remember up. one grade, although I think you might have been sick, because I remember it was the I think it was grade five or six. You got dressed up as a woman. In that was Hebrew grade War- six, yeah. Yeah, but because uh, I remember you gave me and Campbell candy, oh. maybe you didn't come out with us. No, I didn't that so, year. I didn't feel like it. Uh, that was the other thing, too. There was a couple of years I just didn't feel like it. Because <laughs> who about the crew I went with, and we did this a couple of years. I went with my brother and his friends, McDuffie and Bucci. Right. And we went as a little collective. And we did that two or three years. And then I started, because I didn't have any friends in the neighborhood, because Campbell had a different neighborhood than me. You know, you and I didn't really become friends until the fifth grade when you were boycotting Halloween. So, (laughs) you know, like, I didn't really have anybody in my neighborhood, so I went with them. And then I remember going with you and Campbell and Giammarco in seventh and eighth? Yes, eighth, too. Yeah. And maybe sixth? I think we went sixth. No, we didn't go sixth. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Great, yeah, great. Yeah. Eight. Our last year of trick or treating was when Campbell and Giamarco were like taskmasters. We're like wa- walking us all over friggin' town, oh, like trying we to get as much candy as possible. We never been to. We got so many steps in that night. Yeah, I wish they had Fitbits back then. We would have logged like thirty thousand <laughs> steps. Yeah, well, because they're, they're greedy. They are greedy yeah. kids. We would get one sleeping bag full, not sleeping bag, pillow sack full of candy. And that's enough. That's oh, enough yeah. to hold you. I think we had to like, drop the first sack off at Campbell's. And we had to go back out with more. <laughs> oh, my God. And I remember that night, too. We we did from one house get like a pamphlet that said trickery or treat from some religious house. I remember there was a couple of old people that wanted us to come in to drink cider. And me and Giamarco were like, no. And then you and Campbell went in and drank it. And I was like, no, they're going to die. <laughs> we, we were kind of latchkey kids. Our parents never told us not to do things. <laughs> I, I, I knew better. And then what else did we get? I remember getting cans of pop. That was always a big yeah. thing. Cans of pop. And uh, I, I remember it. Maybe it was my brother. One year, someone handed out freezies. Like yeah, I was. I got one. And it, like, exploded in Yeah, bag. my pillowcase turned purple. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good idea on paper, the unfrozen freezies, but it doesn't really... Doesn't really pay, yeah, especially pay when you out. got all these other, like, sharp bags that can potentially poke a hole or, like, you don't know what else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, what was the year... When we were on your, I think this was grade eight, right at the start, when because your neighborhood, like the front lots, were all pretty squeezed close together, so yeah. we would all just kind of like jump house to house. And yeah. I jumped over that lady's flowers. Yeah, I was thinking about I, that. Yeah, I never stepped on her damn flowers, but she starts yelling at me from her her front door. It's like my flowers. She said, "Hey, fellas, help me out. My flowers." <laughs> like we were trampling them. Also, you oh, can't like, see shit. I, yeah. I don't think we were wearing any masks with our costumes, but you still can't no. see anything. And you aren't yeah, just going there's... house to house. And I don't think we did step on our flowers. No, I, I, I saw them specifically. I leaped over them. And uh, and that was the thing. Also, there's a million kids because we grew up in a huge subdivision with, like, all the kids we went to grade school with. Yeah. And so there's just so many trick-or-treaters. And so it was just mayhem. So you didn't want to, like, hold people up. You, you didn't want to get... Uh, your friends, like, you know, hold up your friends. You don't get left behind, so you got to hustle. And so I was, like, running to the next house with Campbell, and I uh, left over damn flowers, and she's having a conniption. We used to do these trick-or-treating excursions with Gia Marco, who's a freaking speed demon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he'd, he'd sprint around the whole block if he could. <laughs> yeah. Did I ever tell you? I know I've told you this story, because it's a classic Papa last story. Yeah. Campbell slept over at my house, because, you know, we always got the next day off. Uh, so, so we didn't. Yeah, we did. We never got the next day off. I there's a few times we <laughs> well, got yeah, a there's PA a few day. times that Halloween fell out a Friday or a Saturday. No, no, there was the a few times. There was definitely a few times we had a PA day on November first. I remember this. Okay, I don't remember them giving us the next because that's been a big thing in a lot of schools that they've been considering is giving kids the day the the day following Halloween off. So they can, you know, stay up late and have fun and sleep in. Okay, well, well, riddle me this. Campbell uh-huh. slept over at my house. Mm-hmm. And my dad got up for work. Now, my dad was a Monday to Friday, 9 to 5-er. We had the day off, so why would he have slept over at my house if we were going to school the next day? Perhaps you were getting this mixed up with a sleepover during a different time of the year. That you would have had no, because I specifically, I specifically remember me and Campbell literally built forts with our candies. Like we were, we were organizing them by what we got, 
and then we made these big stacks uh like by like this is our snickers stack this is our mars snack this is our yeah. kit kats and one year i got the i, I, the cover- I got the solution it's a teacher strike year maybe i yeah. don't think that, so because we the, were the one of grade seven fell over halloween because okay. i remember uh yeah because my parents were off because they were teachers so yeah. <laughs> I remember being able to eat candy the next day and staying home. It was nice. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. So anyway, Campbell slept over at my house, and I ha- I got the coveted full size candy bar. Our neighborhood never gave out too many of those. No. You'd have to go uh, all the way from our neighborhood to this area known as Chancery Manor. Yeah. The real hoity-toity area of Ancaster where we grew up, and that was ooh, that would have been taking us about a half hour to get there. Yeah, I'm surprised those greedy gremlins, Campbell and Giamarco, didn't make us walk all the way over. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they probably would have been like at eleven o'clock. Like everyone's putting out their candles. Like, come on, give us. Yeah, we know you still got some. It's like. <laughs> but anyway, one house um, gave out full-size Mars bars, and I got one, and I had it sitting there right by my head. I wake up the next morning to a note from my dad. Taking this for lunch. I owe you one candy bar, Dad. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. At least he lets you know. And yeah, he came home that day and handed me a new Mars bar, which was nice. But I'm like, I earned that Mars bar. I could have gone. I could have, you know, scraped up my nickels and gone to Max Milk and bought myself a Mars bar. But I earned that one. So I was like pissed. Oh, he should have gotten you two. I know. Yeah, that would have been the nice thing to do. Hey, he still he still repaid you. It's like it's not even gone. That's probably what he was thinking in his uh, in his mind. Yeah. But um, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, I'm just trying to think. I, I do remember it really sucked when I was younger. That was the other thing too. Was um, my brother, as you remember, was allergic to honey. Right. And like severely, so we'd have to sit there. You know you're supposed to check your candy? Yeah. This involved, like, reading the ingredients on everything. Oh, my God. So, and it, to make matters worse, so he was usually pretty good. There's only a couple things that we learned as time went on that had candy on it, in it, and sometimes I'd get it, because my parents were like, just take it, to, take it to school, just leave it there, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but there was a, early in my uh, trick-or-treating days, I was still lactose intolerant, and also quite intolerant of milk chocolate. So right. basically all I would get on Halloween was chips. That was it. I'd have to Ugh. give up all the chocolate. My brother got the I was allowed to have gloss sets because gloss Ugh. sets are made with dark Actually, chocolate. And I could have dark chocolate. But everything else was milk I've, chocolate. As I've gotten older, up. I've uh, grown to enjoy gloss sets and raisinets. But, uh, yeah. That's why for so many years like, people no are like, oh, gloss sets are disgusting. I'm like, this is all I can have. I love them. <laughs> yeah. So I've you know what you like should have done? Of that. What? You should have you should have brought your milk chocolate and stuff to school and just bartered because all the kids were bartering the next day. Like who's yeah. got one? Who wants a trade season? And then what? I who's who's got stuff without dairy in it? Can't have dairy. Yeah. Well, you can just I'm be like, like who's got the ch- who's got the chips? Who's got some who's good got chips? chips? Say I don't want any no name crap. Give me some uh, nice hostess uh, or what was the was it hostess that had those three little creatures on it? Hostess. Remember that? Hostess had yeah. the three creatures, yeah. Yeah, just like, I want some good uh, salt and vinegar hostess. Yeah, but you know what happens? What? Old man Lizer walks in the room, sees me loading up on uh, the goodies, and he goes, <laughs> oh, Teddy, I should call you Mr. Chips. And then I've got a new nickname for all grade seven. 
That's what happens to me. Okay? No, no, no. Not doing that. Or I can, I can see Liza. You got like an arm full of chips. Liza just like takes a bag. He's like, thanks, Teddy. It's more than you need. He just like kicks you in the butt like yeah, he used probably. to. probably. That's what he would do. He's like, probably he's probably be like bragging in the teacher's lands. Look at these chips. I stole them off that fence of Jessup. <laughs> uh, just uh, to, to fill in, uh, Mr. Lizer was a very nice guy. He was my uh, seventh grade teacher. And uh, one time he kicked me in the butt when I was trying to get something out of my locker. And he said he, there was something wrong with his foot. Uh, he threw chalk <laughs> at me and Brandon in class because he didn't think we were paying attention. Uh, he almost hit me with his car once. He's, he's like waving us. at us, so that he like skidded on some ice. Um, <laughs> we were literally yeah, at the foot of the street. Like he literally one more inch, and he would have taken out our shins. A lot of close calls happened with this guy. <laughs> but he was a nice guy. He was a good teacher. Oh yeah, he was a great gym teacher yeah. for me. Except especially, he made that Eric Lucasen kid cry because he got there late. Yeah. And so, because you know, to pr- protect everyone's valuables, he locked the the change room doors. Yeah. So we're sitting there. Remember in gym class, you had to sit in your lines yes. based on your year. Yeah. So we're sitting in a line, and Lucas and we just hear at the far end where the boys' change room was. We hear like, and he just starts crying. He's like, I walked out. It's like, hey, you should have got here sooner, Junior. And I'm like laughing in my row. He's like, shut up. Uh, yeah, you know what? Hopefully you learned a lesson that day. Don't be late for gym class. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, getting back to oh yeah yeah the chips the bartering, uh, yeah, yeah that's all I could have. So I had those th- parts of Halloween that were kind of mediocre. The things I remember though really growing up that I loved about Halloween. I see you said you kind of half-assed your costumes. Yeah. I would plan my costume out all year. That was a big deal. Uh, the Halloween costume parade at school. That's what I lived for. And then the ensuing party. Because the way our class school worked, you'd be in class until lunch. Then at lunch, you get changed into your costume. And then it's just all hell breaks loose. It's a party all afternoon. It's great. Yeah. Right? So, you ready for the roll call? Teddy's Halloween okay. costumes? Okay. All right. The, I'm sure they put me in like a pumpkin outfit or something like that when I was a little baby. But the earliest costume I remember having was junior kindergarten when I went as a Ninja Turtle. And I told my mom that all the other kids in class, because you talk about in class, were going to be Ninja Turtles too. And I'd be left out. So my mom made me like this sandwich board shell um, with like a front and back that I wore over me. Uh, I had, I think they painted the purple mask because I wanted to be Donatello. And then like a green turtleneck. And it was, it was good. And I was the only Ninja Turtle in class. So my mom was pretty upset when she found out that I was just either lying or all the kids welched out. They were just, you know, crap you buy from the store. Yeah. The second year, I really put my mom up to the task because she was off these years because she had my sister. Right. Um, I Dick Tracy, the Dick Tracy movie was real big. Okay. And the action figure line was awesome. I had a whole bunch of them. I don't I know remember. if I had the whole set, but I, oh, I love my Dick Tracy. I had a couple. Yeah. Now. For whatever reason, I thought glasses were really cool. I did. And I've never had to wear glasses my entire life since I know. Then. You're lucky. I know. I appreciate it. Also, I don't look good in glasses. But I thought glasses were very cool. So my favorite character from Dick Tracy wasn't Dick Tracy. It wasn't uh, Sam Ketchum, his right-hand man. It wasn't even uh, Pacino there. What was his name? 
Bad boy, uh, bad boy, Caprice. I forget something like that. I haven't seen the movie. I just remember it all from the toys. I saw, I saw the movie when I was a kid, obviously. But it was this minor character who they made an action figure of, who doesn't even have a line in the movie called Itchy, because he has the the glasses, right? And I thought, oh, this guy's cool. This guy's my favorite. <laughs> I love this guy. He's got glasses. I when is him. My mom from like dying stuff. And getting all kinds of weird stuff from the party store. She made a perfect itchy costume. Here's the thing. She knew that no one was going to know who the heck I was. So the toys came with this, like, info card on each of the bad guys. So she taped the info card to, like, my suspenders. (laughs) So people would know I'm going as this toy gangster, basically, that I was uh, obsessed with. He was my favorite one. So that was kindergarten. That's cool. Uh, grade one, I went as a party animal. I found this cool, like, uh, tiger mask and, uh, like a Hawaiian shirt. And that was kind of right. a cool, uh, get up. I was too scared to go on the uh, costume parade, so I just, like, stayed in class and partied with my friends and stuff. Yeah, I was, I was a really scary kid. Uh, then the coup de grace for costumes came in the second grade when I went to store. Yeah, that's right. I went to store. My brother went his cap. This would have been 1992. 20 years before they did the movies. We were Thor and Cap. And again, yeah. my mom, phenomenal costume she put together for us. Again, no one who no, no, knew who the heck I was. But if you saw a picture of me and you didn't know who Thor was, you know exactly who I was. What? How did people? Because all our friends in, like, in that class grew right. up like reading comics. How the hell did they not know Sorry. Thor? The comic book nerds knew who I was. Okay, I was going to say. All right. The jocks, the girls, and most of the teachers had no idea who the fuck I was. Yeah, but there was like 90%. There was only two men in our school, two male teachers. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think Morrison was. No, Morrison liked the Hulk. He had that Hulk uh, trash can. So anyway. <laughs> So where were we? That was grade three. Gra- oh, grade two. Grade three, I phoned it in as one as Cyclops uh, from X-Men, but it was like a real last-minute costume, so it was just like kind of taped an X onto a turtleneck and wore these funky glasses, and again, no one knew who I was. Uh, had a big hit in grade four when I went as the mask for the mask. I got this giant sombrero and a Hawaiian shirt, and I had the mask. Oh, I look great. Uh, grade five, I had my grandma come in at lunch and do makeup for me. When I actually did go as the Wolfman that year in a Montreal Canadiens jersey. Don't know what that meant, but go figure. Or my Habs jersey with the Wolfman makeup. And then uh, grade six, yeah, I was a woman. And then grade seven, Men in Black. Grade eight, I went as a punk, and you guys gave me a hard time because apparently I had my <laughs> earring in the gay ear. I was just talking about that with my mom the other yeah. day. I was visiting them, and uh, yeah, because we stopped in at my house to grab a drink, and like, or well, you guys came to like pick me up or something. I don't know what it was, or we just stopped at my house to warm up or something. But uh, and so my mom gave us, she gave us all some cider, and you drank some. Well, because uh, I trusted your mom. That's poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's when. Uh, G- and also, it wasn't me. It was Campbell and Giamarco. No, it was Giamarco, and it was your brother. And he wasn't oh, even right. sure what ear was. And they find out when you're an adult, there's no fucking ear. It's just a thing that kids say. It's like the way you yeah. cross your legs. You cross your legs a certain way, you're gay. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I think you told me you started that one. <laughs> Probably. Kids are idiots. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then later in life, yes, I had my uh, Starburns from Community, which I was very pleased with. Uh, yeah. My uh, my uh, Wayne from Wayne's World. I wanted you to be yeah. Garth, and he said no. You fuck face. Uh, <laughs> I went as the douchebag the one year where I wore all those douchey tropes. I had my uh, T-shirt that said "Too Cool for School" on it over top of a uh, <laughs> another shirt and a blazer, and glasses inside. Oh, I look great. A trucker hat. Um, I think that's all my costumes. Oh, and I went as uh, Mark McGuire a couple of years ago because I had an excuse to uh, what's it called. Do steroids? Uh, no, not do steroids. Get a jersey. <laughs> oh, and Guy Fieri. That was a big hit. Yeah, that one was good. I won the work costume contest and then got in major trouble. Why? Oh, my God. So the our Halloween costume contest, which they encouraged us to wear our costumes to work. Okay? It also fell on the same day that we're doing our big draw for our ratings prize. Right? And they wanted all of the announcers in the studio for this draw. So I came in, and I'm dressed like Guy Fieri. And the guy hosting the show, he's like Facebook living it. He introduces us all on the air, not as our real names, but as our costumes. Okay? And so he goes, how you doing over there, Guy Fieri? And I'm like, oh, I'm doing delish, man. <laughs> Judy Fruity, oh, Rudy, oh, Flavortown. You know, doing all those Guy Fieri things. So he asked me to draw the winning ticket. And I said, oh yeah, man, this is gonna be legit, oh. Cause he always says shit's legit, right? Yeah. Call in the manager's next office the next day. Got a big problem with this. Are you saying that our other contests aren't legitimate? Oh my God. Like what it's what dork. Guy Fieri says. Huge trouble. And I think that ultimately led me to getting fired from that station. I think that put, me, the, I think that put me in the station manager's bad books. And uh, you never, never get recovered from it. Yeah, yeah. Because I said this is legit. It's what Guy Fieri well, says if you watch the fucking show. But apparently, uh, I, I in, insinuated that our other uh, contests are illegitimate. So. Well, to quote uh, a lovable character from one of my favorite movies as a youngster, your boss was or the manager was an L seven weenie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But little things like that, you got to be careful in the world of broadcasting. I, <laughs> but then, uh, then, I won, then after that, after they're all pissed off at me, I won the costume contest. Of course you did. So there, there you go. <laughs> I got a gift certificate, I think. I got a gift certificate, I got chewed out and eventually fired. <laughs> um, as an adult, I can really only remember a couple of times putting some effort into a costume. My first year of college, I went as the Hulk, where I actually put green dye, like the green paint, on my arms and face and hair. We had some hairspray. Yeah. We were living together. You remember this, right? No, no, because we weren't living together when that happened. I thought it was. That was first. That was first year, was or my first year at five forty-four. You might have gone home oh, or something, home. but yeah, I might have gone home. But yeah, Devin and Dan convinced me to go balls out, and I was like, "All right, fine. It's college. You're meeting people, whatever." Yeah. But because I had no fucking muscle tone or no friggin' arms, 
I looked like the fucking Jolly Green Giant. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I we, I went to the campus pub, like, just drunk, covered in paint. And, like, it took, like, three days. To, like, so I got shit in my ears. Like, it took oh forever to come God. out of my hair. Like, I'm literally sitting in the shower for, like, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, just washing all this paint dry off. And I or wash out. And I still see I'm like, it's not coming out. Where Were is people it still? at least complimentary? Uh, they complimented the effort, but they kept everyone kept guessing. What are you, the Jolly Green Giant? Oh my god! And I was like, oh, for fuck's sakes! I'm a Hulk, man. And the only other time I remember putting effort into a costume was uh, at one of those roller derby Halloween parties at Kyle's. Yeah. Where I wore I wore a suit, but I actually dyed my hair and tried to do the pompadour and gave myself freckles. I was trying you look to be good. Cold. Yeah, you look I good. wish. Somewhere, I think Shauna has a picture of that, but I never yeah. got it, so I wish I could see it. But well, I'll tell uh, you, that was that was the year I was so upset because I'll show people who watch Community my Starburns costume, yeah. and they say it's perfect. And when I put it oh, online yeah. before I went out to that party, everyone loved it, and I thought I was yeah. going to get all the compliments in the world. No one knew who I was. One of the girls like, oh, we try Googling like star sideburns and <laughs> sideburn stars and we, we can't come up with anything. What are you? I'm like, starburns, man. Although you got to remember, community <laughs> was still looking it up. At that time, though, community was still pretty new and yeah. it was still kind of a cult show. So it, like it didn't really get more uh, that much traction until like it really started to go downhill. I was so, so proud of that costume, too. It was good. I, I had a give vision, you that. and that vision paid off. So let me ask you, Halloween yeah. when you're a kid or Halloween when you're an adult? Throw um, me out some pros and cons, and which one do you favor overall? I mean, you know, when you're a kid... You got you get the candy. You get the the bonding with your friends. You know, running around, having a ball, doing that stuff. Um, sorry, I dropped my pen. Um, but as an adult, you know, you can have these horror fests, watch all these scary movies with people, um, and you know, p going to parties, especially in college and things like that, and actually having like more adult fun. Yeah. So I mean, it it's it's hard to say. It's just you know, your priorities change as you get older. Now, if you were still some weird pervert who's like trying to as like a 32, 33 year old man who's still trying to get candy from people and just run around with all these children, then you got problems. But you know, uh, I I have had a few years up here, and it's not creepy, but I have a few adults <laughs> up here in Thunder Bay show up to the door. Just on their own. Because <laughs> I remember one year, it was the year before the pandemic. And yeah. um, it was kind of a slow night handing out candy. And this one woman who had to be in her 30s or 40s is there. And I'm like, here you go. She goes, thanks. Normally I have kids with me, but I don't know where they are. <laughs> she walked out. I'm like, you want some more for the kids? She's like, yeah, please. Thank you. You should have been like, sure. Here's one for the kids. Have fun oh. with your eight cats. I will say, I, but no, this woman was frazzled. Like, I can tell this woman went through some shit that night with those kids. <laughs> Another's gone. Okay, I'm just going to keep doing this. Um, I do remember one year I was in the other room. Um, this kid, it was the rudest kid on Halloween. He must have been like three or four. He goes up, Brent hands him his candy. He goes, no. <laughs> Takes him, puts it back, and then he goes, Snickers. Grabs the Snickers. 
that's what like, a... I am so sorry. And we're like, no, oh, it's okay. Honestly, if I was you or Bren, I would have been like, what do you got? Just taking like a fistful out of his bag. Like, what a little asshole. Yeah. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Last year, uh, during the first, uh, co- one sec. Do you remember the girl that walked in the house? The little girl? Yeah, the little girl that just came in the house. No, I don't. You want me to tell the story? Yeah, it, we had a, we have another another one that Bryn had happen here. Okay, well, what do you got? Yeah, so you were here. We were all watching TV or whatever. Yeah. And I saw this girl come up the street, uh, up to the driveway, and she was like three or four, yeah. same, same age. And we had the screen door closed, but the inside door open yeah. with the light on and whatever, and she just walked in the house to, like, grab candy. <laughs> a little turd. Brian called her a little turd. <laughs> Yeah, like she walked in and like trick or treat and like grabbed candy in the bowl. And we're like, um, just do it yourself. Excuse me. And like her parents were like running up the driveway <laughs> trying to grab her. Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. You give a kid a little bit of independence, and that's yeah, what they and, do. And that is another good thing about Halloween as a youngster because you actually do feel like, oh, I'm a big kid, even when you're little, and your parents yeah. are still kind of hovering around a little bit. Or like once you get the autonomy to go out with your friends, grade four, five, six. Uh, and you can be like, I'm a big kid. I can go around and, you know, I set my timetable. I come home when I want. Um, or when all the people blow out their candle or their uh, jack-o'-lanterns. I will but say. So that's nice. Yeah. And I will say one of the positives that came from the pandemic um, last year. And there have been a few positives here and there. But one of them was Halloween last year. I had so much fun looking around the neighborhood and seeing what all the houses were doing to like safely deliver candy. Everyone got into it. Someone on my street made an elevator to deliver the candy. Uh, The neighbors across the street had this like long grabby arm that they used. I just got a long piece of tubing. I was just shooting it down the tube, all the candy and the fucking Kit Kats kept getting stuck. (laughs) Throw more candy down there to knock it out. The kids would get all kinds of candy. Uh, I'm just picturing like you having like a conniption, just like breaking the thing. It's like the son of a bitch, running out of shit, and like kids are just getting traumatized by you spazzing out. But that was a lot of fun because everyone got into it. Even the people who you know, normally just stand at the door handing out candy, they wanted to do something fun and different. And, yeah, uh, you know, you, you you see that there was those kind of cool little moments where people came together. And I think Halloween last year was kind of that moment. We had our busiest Halloween since I've lived in Thunder Bay. Do you know what I would have done if I had my own home? Um, I would have had kids. I would have waited at the front porch. I would have been a little generous. I would have gotten like two or three things. I would have taped them together. And I would have been like, do you remember the game Jackpot when you were a kid? Where like people would it's like, I learned it a lot at camp. Okay. But uh, we, we probably played variations as a kid where basically someone would have a football. They'd be quarterback. It's like 50 points. And you throw it up and everyone tries to jump for it. And like you collect those points. You get so many that you get to be quarterback. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like something similar where I would just be like, here's uh, two Snickers and a Kit Kat. Just launch it down the driveway because I have a pretty good arm. and have kids catch it in their little sacks. That'd be fun. And what about little Obi's Orson? He's got little <laughs> tiny chubby legs. You can't get up in the air to get those candies. You check it out. He gets nothing. Well, Fatty Magoo doesn't need more candy. I'll give him an apple. He's <laughs> just hurl an apple at this poor kid. <laughs> just wing one 50 miles an hour in his face. <laughs> poor little Orson. <laughs> so, um, as I texted you a couple, or like a week ago when we were planning this, I'm going to 
I got some songs. We'll we'll pepper these songs in for throughout the conversation, but I got a, a pretty good playlist here. Is this okay. like good like twenty or twenty or so songs? So I'll give you a couple of actually I'll before give we get into chunks. the songs because I yeah. wanted this part to lead into the songs. Okay. Okay. I actually was looking for um, because one of the things that the, 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 some of the best shows out there had some of the best you know the God I'm not doing a very good job seg- segue favorite like Halloween TV episode is what I was. Trying I was to gonna ask that you. was on my list. Oh, I totally okay. had that. I yeah. had this. I, I wanted to talk about favorite Simpsons Halloween specials. Yeah, and then just like regular episodes of TV and then like movies. Oh, okay, because I want I got mine that's gonna parlay into the songs. Okay. Uh, when we get to mine. But let's uh let's start. You said you want to start with The Simpsons, Treehouse of Horrors. Yeah. Actually, you know what's funny? I looked I've been watching them all. There's only like one or two that are actually called Treehouse of Horror. The other ones are actually just a Simpsons Halloween special. Yeah, they started off like that, and then I think at one point they just like labeled it Treehouse of Horrors and it just became a tradition. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Which often is weird that more often than not, the Treehouse of Horrors episodes, because of the World Series will yeah. uh, air in November. <laughs> I know, I always hated like that. Mid-November. <laughs> well, what's your what's your favorite Dead Treehouse of Horrors? Um let's see. I'm just I'm going through them all, but uh one of my favorites was one that I just watched the other day. Okay. Uh was the one where Homer sells his soul for the donut. Yeah, it's a and great then, one. And then the, the second part was the gremlin on the bus, which I think is hilarious. Well, and then the, the third one was Mr. Burns' Dracula. I was those, one, those three were pretty good. Those all the same episode? Yeah, that was all one special. Oh, because like the ones I was going to bring up were all from that. Because there's the part where Homer's like, look at all this great stuff I got in the marina. <laughs> Just sitting in some guy's boat. Yeah, and then Bart's like <laughs> hanging out the window trying to like... Blow towards the freaking gremlin, and Homer drives by. He's like, "Hey, boy!" With the <laughs> and I love when they're driving to Burns' house. March is like, "Did everyone wash their necks?" Like Mister Burns asked, and Homer's like, "I did." It's fucking cloth is disgusting. It's all filthy. It's such a weird thing. We're just to put in there. Oh yeah, those are two. Those are those are great. Those episodes. Yeah. Yeah. No, they got they got um, really bizarre after a while, like all yeah. Simpsons episodes did. But uh, the heyday was always good. But you know what? I find myself honestly skipping those a lot if I'm going through uh, uh, the Simpsons. Like if um, it's not Halloween time. Yeah, and it's just yeah, that like, makes sense. <sighs> There's just it it it's it's because you're kind of out of the rhythm, and the humor I like so much from the Simpsons is just kind of. Um, the gags and stuff that'll get thrown into the weaved into the the natural floor of the storyline, and they're just a bunch of j- uh, little shorts. Yeah. Oftentimes, they're parodies of other things. It's not as it's not as funny. I think the the final episode, the Halloween, like where they were still solid before they started to go like, eh, was the season ten. That was the hell to pay. The one where Bart and Lisa were in the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon, and then the one where Maggie is the alien. That one was decent, and it still had some good laughs. But then after that, they started to deteriorate, because the next year was the one where Mr. Burns was the I Know You Did Last Summer, and he, got, he was like the Wolfman. And then this, yeah. the, the one where uh, a comic book guy tried to steal Xena. 
and uh, Homer, Bart and Lisa had powers, and then the... You forget how long ago they fell off a cliff, these episodes. Yeah, this is, this is season 11. <laughs> Wait, this you is said like, Xena, so this had to have been, what, early 2000s? No, this was 1999. Oh, my God. Like, aye, that aye, show aye. has been terrible longer than it's been good, which is insane. I will say the another one that I loved was the uh, Matter Transport Machine. Yeah, the parody of the fly with Bart. That was funny. I liked that yeah. one a lot. Yeah, and then the one too where uh, Homer keeps uh, he's got to fix the toaster, and he keeps going oh, from I like love that one different dimension to different dimension. Uh, I guess that was the one they had that running gag with Willie too, where he kept getting killed in every uh, episode. Yeah, that was the the shinning uh, time and punishment and the nightmare cafeteria. Yeah. Oh, the three D one too. I like that. Yeah, that was uh, I think that was the year. Two years. So it's just like any Simpsons. During the heyday, this stuff was phenomenal. And then outside of the heyday, it's really hit and miss. Oh, yeah, that was the next year because it was the attack of the 50-foot eyesores. Oh, that's so funny. With Paul Anka. Yeah, Yeah. Canadian. There you go. We won't be doing a KNFM on him. The next episode was the one where Willie's Freddy Krueger, then the Homer 3D. So that was yes. that, that was another solid one. And how often do we say when there's bad weather in late March, stupid smart weather? Oh, I know that's been like in etched that's in part our of the lexicon. human lexicon now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exact same verbiage I used. You know the episode where Homer goes back in time and fucks with the timeline. Yeah. There's two things that made me laugh really hard. I mean, the whole episode was funny, but uh, well, I sorry, there's three parts. There where they kept doing the uh, Mr. Peabody and Simon gag. Yes, that kept Mr. Me Peabody laugh. and Sherman. Or Sherman, sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the one where the part where Willie. Uh, gets he's like you're still not your own world Homer but I can get you home and then uh, Maggie, Maggie s- hits him in the back with the egg. and then it's James Earl Jones like this is a uh, disturbing universe just because it was James Earl Jones <laughs> that made me laugh you're still not in your own world Homer I can get you home but you have to do exactly as I ah! this is indeed a disturbing universe. I also like too where he gets to that one where they're all billionaires and Patty and Selma are dead <laughs> because they never heard of a donut. He freaks out and then starts raining donuts. Oh, it's raining again. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Um, how about outside of The Simpsons? What's uh, some of your go-to specials? Your favorite ones? Uh, Halloween episodes. Yeah. Um, I mean, Home Improvement always did pretty good uh, Halloween episodes when I was little. Uh, I seem carry- to remember the only home improvement I seem to remember is there was one where Randy, Brad, and uh, uh, other kid, Mark. <laughs> Mark, that's it. They went as the Three Stooges, but they were arguing yeah. over who was going to be Mo, and so they all went as Mo. Yeah, yeah. And they're all just like slapping each other in the face. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, there's a couple of good ones where uh, Home Improvement went all out. Oh, of course, I love the Great Pumpkin. Oh, Brown, uh, especially because yeah. every year, I friggin' loved watching Charlie Brown just get a rock. It made me it, every time I got a rock. I'm like a poor rock. bastard. Nobody likes you, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Drew Carey did a couple of good ones. They did a whole uh, Rocky Horror bit, like a musical episode. Uh, was that, that was after good. like Kate left and it got crazy because they were doing like musical episodes like every week? 
No, I think she was still there for that one. I think this was just... Oh, okay. That was like when Drew Carey did a couple of theme episodes. Like when they did like the live one and oh, then they do like okay. a random like thing like that. But So they're comfortably think, in their flow, but it wasn't crazy yet. Yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, of course, the community did a couple of early good ones. The, the zombie one and the... What was the other? Oh, the, the one where they're... Britta's trying to take that test and try find out who's the insane one yeah, in the group, the, the, psycho. the psychopath. Yeah, that, that was, was a good, good one. one. I, I I do like the zombie one when uh, Donald Glover's going back through and Jeff's texting. He's like, Jeff's still cool with a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, yeah. And then George Takei's at the end. Yeah, that was good. That was a good episode. Um, um, I, I love the uh, that first uh, King of the Hill one. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, that, yeah. Uh, the, the, the religious woman. <laughs> as that like house of horrors and yeah <laughs> something about the grandfather's a gorilla because they didn't pray to the right god and their ancestors are all primates and it didn't make any sense That's and, then, not the... and then Hank does his little Halloween parade down the street because Hall- Halloween trick-or-treating's outlawed remember right and then uh, Bill's like here comes the ghost Steps on his sheet and rips it apart. He goes, oh, Toga! Do you remember yeah. at the... Because they did a flashback of Hank trick-or-treating with his friends in the 70s or whatever it would have been. Yeah. And uh, they gave them these giant candy bars and little Bill's like, only one. <laughs> Which is always so kind of a throw They decide to egg the, the house. Yeah. and then But then it turned out to be uh, like Dale's house. I'm like, all right, we're doing Boomhauer's house next. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what was the what was the bit? Uh, yeah, this is the one thing about King of the Hill. They go to win their kids, and Bill looks like a fat oaf, like he does when he's an adult. Yeah, they talk about how he went all downhill after uh, high school because the high school he was this jock and he had big muscles and everything like that. Yeah. Remember? Inconsistencies. Oh, every cartoon had them. Uh, the heist episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine are always really good. Yeah, like those are those. funny. Those are funny. Uh, but one show I'm going to recommend to you now that always does a really good job on Halloween. Um, oh, Bob's Burgers does a great job every Halloween. They always come up with weird costumes for the kids. Like uh, I was just watching one, and Gene went as Fiona Applesauce. <laughs> 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 like a jar of applesauce in the wig. And uh, yeah, they always get do. Do good stuff, but uh, there's this show. I think I mentioned it on here before. Superstore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I worked in a costume like a party store that's also so costumes at Halloween. Best job I've ever had. Let's celebrate. Um, yeah. Outside of radio, um, and I just loved my life there. Talking about Halloween costumes, I'm wearing three different Halloween costumes a day at that job. I loved it, and. Um, they would also they would always make someone stand at the front of this scream mask that bled. Yeah. So I'd have to stand there with it. And of course, every five minutes some child is mortified and afraid to ever go to a store again because they don't expect to see this bleeding head in front of them with an elongated mouth. Um <laughs> But uh, what's it called? But when you're there, they play like satellite radio. And yeah. they have like the Halloween station. And they get, like, creative sometimes. Like, they play Witchy Woman by the Eagles or a yeah. Season of the Witch by Donovan. That's a good yeah. one. Um, Rockapella had one that they'd always play called the Zombie Jamboree. 
which is <laughs> outstanding if you can find it for this episode. It's wicked. It was a zombie jamboree Took place in the New York Cemetery It was a zombie jamboree Took place in the New York Cemetery Um, and then there was also Brian Setzer had one Called My Son the Vampire And that was a favorite of ours But there's only so many songs So you get sick of them after a while So Superstore did an episode Where they're going through that same issue where every five minutes this same Halloween song came on except it's called Halloween Surfboard and it's about <laughs> Dracula going to the beach with all the other monsters yeah we, what episode did I play that in because we were talking about this did, a few weeks ago about the Halloween Surfboard yeah because I literally threw it into a random episode I don't know how we got on this subject I don't remember either we were talking about it. Halloween oh, we were talking about it was it was the off-topic. We were talking about jobs, and you are talking about oh, Let's Celebrate back then. God. So I threw it in there. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'll, throw it, I'll throw it in again just for hilarity, because right, it wasn't such do. a terrible song. Please do. It's, it's so funny, because that's what Halloween songs are like. So I appreciated that as someone who worked retail around Halloween, because you do hear yeah. the same songs over and over and over again. It was a Halloween I was walking down the beach when I beheld a sight. Dracula surfing on a Halloween night. Oh, well, it's the same thing as like working at a bookstore, at a Chapters, or a Starbucks. They play the same like three CDs over and over again. Well, now there's Sideways. What is the uh, badass Brian Last Halloween playlist? All right, so I should also uh, give a shout out to my boy. Uh, if you if you ever if you follow Scott Toon Network on Instagram, uh, this guy's coming out with a nice Scalloween uh, playlist <laughs> for all you skankers out there. So make sure you check that out, Scott Toon Network. I I got a couple of more shows to come back to, but we'll come back to that all later. Right, sure. But uh, so uh, I mean, in terms of the season of the witch, I got a couple of songs like that. You know, I got the I put a spell on you, screaming Jay Hawkins. Yeah, that's a good one. Boris the Spider by the Who. Okay. Um, the werewolves of London, not oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that works. But, that works yeah. uh, so then, so that's the kind of classic rock stuff. But uh, so I'll start off with a little bit of pop and kind of hibbity hop. So obviously, there's Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff, Nightmare on My Street. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, Buck sixty five, Zombie Delight. Okay. I don't know if you've heard that one. That's a great song. Oh, he's Canadian, um, so go ahead and play it. Zombies are on the loose, be courageous They're totally disgusting, their condition is contagious They'll try to bite your body, but don't let them The situation's getting worse, we better go get them Zombie apocalypse, the day has come, the party starts Look out for raggedy people with rotten body parts so trend- Yeah, well there you go Uh, of course, Thriller by MJ Uh Ray Parker Jr., Ghostbusters, oh, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, it's, I mean, some people, it's been on a couple of different people's Halloween lists. It's not exactly Halloween, but it's very voyeuristic, like a serial killer, or it's like a peeping Tom. It's that Rockwell, yeah, somebody's watching yeah, me. Yeah. That's such uh, a great and, song, though. Oh, it's a great song, oh, it's, regardless. It's, you know what, no. no disrespect to Rockwell. All yeah. the disrespect to Rockwell. He does nothing to make that song. That's all Michael Jackson singing the chorus that makes that song. That's true. And the I think it's Quincy Jones, the creepy synth in it. They yeah. made that song. He just got to talk in his weird British accent or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, his weird, like, yelling, like, 10 feet away from the mic. Um, 
And then this one's a weird one. It's called the North American Halloween Prevention Initiative. It's basically like, you know those songs like, Do They Know It's Christmas? Yeah. It's basically that, but with Halloween. And so it's uh, like Beck is like one of the main vocalists. But just like in that, there's a whole chorus line of people. And there's a few Canadians in there. There's Nardwar, uh, Buck 65, and Chris Murphy from Sloan and Feist. And so are in this chorus. It's about it, not having Halloween. Yeah, it's it's called "Do They Know It's Halloween?" So it's it's the same type of deal. It's like a oh, fundraiser a song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a weird song, but it's good. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll send it to you if I can find an actual video. Like I just have I'll it on just my look computer. Look for it on but, uh, Spotify. Yeah, and then um, getting some more Canadian content. The Creep Show from Burlington. Any song by the Creep Burlington. Show. Yeah, I put Demon Lover, but uh, I it's also great... recommend the ballad um, "Sleep Tight." I think it's called. It's basically she's singing about murdering her husband and hiding him under, under the floorboards of the kitchen. That's nice. That's a good one. I like that one. Real family song. <laughs> Did she say goals? She said goals. That's nice. <laughs> um, keeping that ska going. Specials, Ghost Town. Oh yeah. And then, so before, I'm gonna pause before I bring up this one. You know, fuck Alan Cross. So I was. Uh, oh the boy. Other... Okay. Now, now you gotta remember, understand here. Brian is, is was always a big Alan Cross fan and an avid listener to the history of ongoing music podcast. So I'm anxious to am. hear where this uh, where this came from. So now he did Hamilton. He's from Hamilton. So uh, no, he's not. He's speak? from like Winnipeg. I thought he's from Hamilton. No, he's from. Maybe he spent some time here, but he's oh, from okay. the prairies. I think he was like. Uh, I want to wait for a while. So I was trying to find a couple. Like I had my playlist for a long time, but I was trying to add to it. So I was I was doing a search the other day. And he has this uh, website called the Journal of Musical Things. Yeah. And so there was a list, or a listicle, I should say, of Halloween songs. But he does a preface. He's like, ah, he's like, I'm going to admit, I'm a curmudgeon. I don't like Halloween. And I'm sick of these playlists where it's literally just the Monster Mash and Dead Man's Party. No one wants to hear that. And I was like, fuck you, Alan Cross. <laughs> That's why you're mad. Yes, because he's slamming my oingo boingo. Because that was going to be next. Dead Man Party. Oh, Dead Man's Party's good at any time of the year. Oh, 100%. Yeah, not just Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Years ago, when I was like 25, I was on a date, and I think I lost the shit because I talked about Oingo Boingo too much. 
<laughs> I should let. Can I can I peel back the curtain a little bit here? Yeah. There was one episode we did. Do you remember what it was about? You went off on Oingo Boingo, and I made some joke about you talking about them all the time. We got no big fight. No, you made a you made a joke about me talking about the replacements. Oh, okay. When I wasn't even talking okay. about the replacements. That was it. Yeah, so it was the replacements, and then I started asking about Oingo Boingo. I was like, do they do that too? Because you talk about them a lot. You love them, though. You're a fan. And, uh, yeah, so you you know what? There's nothing wrong with that, man. And you know what? If she <laughs> if she left you because you're talking too much about Oingo Boingo, you can always do better. <laughs> um, anyway, plowing ahead. So Oingo Boingo, Dead Man's Party. And then uh, there's another group called Monster, sorry, they're called You Say Party. They're from Abbotsford, BC. Okay. Uh, song's called Monster. That's a good one. You Say then, Party. Yeah. What kind of music are they? Uh, this one's kind of like a rocky pop kind of deal. Okay. Um, it's good. So it's cool. Catchy. Okay. And then we'll get into a little bit of punk here. Uh, Pet Cemetery by the Ramones. The Misfits Halloween. Uh, Echo totally, in the yeah, Bund- basically any Misfits song you want on there. Yeah, but uh, it's, I mean, it's literally called Halloween. But, <laughs> That's uh, fair. Yeah, let's stick with that one. <laughs> uh, Echo in the Bunnymen covering the doors. People are strange. Okay. Uh, there's this band, I think they're from Illinois, they're called the Greenskeepers. They have a song called Lotion. It's about, you know, they'll put the lotion in the basket from Silence of the Lambs. Oh, neat, okay. It's very good. Okay. Um, your membrane will be soft and smooth and your heart will be mine. It rubs the lotion on its skin. Or as it gets the hose again. It rubs the lotion on its skin. Uh, the Cramps, uh, Surfing Dead. And then here's a fun CanCon one for you. Okay. So Ryan Gosling has a band, but it's not very active. Like they put out an album in 2009. Yes, I've heard about this band. Yeah. They're called Dead. It's a two piece. They're called Dead Man's Bones. And they're not and very good at their instruments, apparently, either. No, this like this song is good. It's just very big. It's like something you and I could have done when we were fourteen. Yeah. Like if you if you on the kit and me on guitar, we could have done something better. Um, it's but it's called in the room where you sleep. They got a little keyboard in it. It's nice. It's fine. Okay. Uh, it's like these ones are kind of more like to like wind the party down. These are kind of like chill out ones. Uh, there's Bauhaus. Bella Lugosi's dead. Yeah, that's a good one. And then lastly, uh, made, I mean, it was probably already famous, but made uber popular in the Scream movies, Nick Cave and the uh, Red Right Hand. That that creepy, dark carnival music that Nick Cave does. Him and and Tom Waits special in that, specialize in that. Boom, 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 boom. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember, like, there was like a Halloween CD that they play in our elementary school. That was just like creepy sound effects played to like a techno beat, and then occasionally some guy would go, Happy Halloween! <laughs> Do you remember that? And no. it was like it was like a 25-minute song. And it was basically just for teachers to put on while the kids had a Halloween party. <laughs> and they had yeah. that every year, I feel like. So but I, f- I feel like if you put this playlist together, yeah. this could this could probably get you about 90 minutes to two hours of music. And uh, 
like even if it repeated itself for a couple of times, I think it would be good enough that you know people wouldn't be too like why is the same five songs playing? Well, yeah, and but like there are bands that specialize in horror rock and shock rock and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. like there's so, other bands like the horror pops and stuff. I'm sure you oh, probably yeah. could throw something of theirs on here. They got a bunch of songs. They got a song called Ghouls. You can put that on yeah, there. Just because exactly. Ghouls. Yeah, and there's uh, <laughs> that's the thing. Psycho Billy is very yeah. into uh, that whole genre. Is very into horror movie esque kind of things. I noticed you didn't have any Rob Zombie on there or anything like that. Yeah, you know, like you can keep going with that. There's there's genres upon genres and you really want to get into someone like the heavy heavy satan worshiping stuff you could yeah nah. i mean I, th- I like to think i like to keep it a little light like this is <laughs> n- nothing too dark and dreary here but uh and hey if you want to get some satan satan worship that uh isn't too heavy there's always mephiscopheles the ska man <laughs> they're devil worshipers but they play ska <laughs> We lost our drummer to a Pentecostal ska band. <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to quickly revert back to a few uh, more Halloween specials. I know the show New Girl always did a couple of good Halloween episodes. Those were fun. And then, of course, The Boy Meets World one, which was like a Scream parody. Yes. Uh, but it's actually like it was just a big nightmare that Sean had where he killed everyone to try to bring Corey and Topanga back together when they were broken up. And Jennifer Love Hewitt was on that episode. Yeah. Yeah. And that uh, was when she was see. dating, I believe, uh, Will Friedle from the show. They dated yeah. for a period. Yeah. All those 90s stars really shacked up. Yeah. Well, you know, it was a tight, tight knit circuit, the teen stars. Well, I would have. Uh, I was a Soleil Moon Fry man myself. Since when? I don't know. She. I just. Uh, I know she. <laughs> when she was a teenager, she had some big cans. Yeah, because she was on Sabrina. Was she? Yeah, she was on oh, Sabrina. Yeah. And then before Sabrina, she was Punky. She Brewster. was Punky Brewster. Yeah. yeah, but she was a child on that show. Yes. Yeah. But she was old. She's older than we are, so it's not like we're creeps. I didn't say we weren't. <laughs> I was saying she didn't become a teen star until she did Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Who was she on Sabrina? She was on some. It was in the later seasons. Okay. They recast and redid the whole show. <laughs> they brought Martin. Well, it was Martin Mull in the original. No, Martin Mull was running around in there. And it was Martin wacky. Mull was the cat. No, Martin Mull was not the cat. The cat was done by the guy. Ah, oh, jeez. He does all. He's a big voice guy. He used to always be on King of Queens. He's got red hair. Um, played Lane's boyfriend on Seinfeld. These guys like it still smells. <laughs> he, he voiced he voiced Salem the cat right Martin yeah. Mall was like their principal yeah they used That's to have right. Paul Feig on the show but then they got rid of Mr. Poole right yeah so this is like later Sabrina by the time that stuff happened I stopped watching oh yeah there's another good uh, Halloween episode uh, two guys a girl in a pizza place doesn't they, that the uh, one that involves like they leave and then Blink-182 shows up and they have a big nude party no, that was a different one. Oh, okay. Uh, so at this time, Brian Reynolds was in med school. Okay. And he invites this girl uh, to be to come to the party. He keeps trying to woo this girl who was the, uh, the yada yada girl from uh, Seinfeld. Okay. You know, she's like, a yada yada, that, is that girl? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and. Basically, people's people at this party just start getting murdered, and then it turns out there's like a clone 
of Ryan Reynolds murdering people. And but then it turns he takes off a mask and it's actually Mimi from Drew Carey doing this like weird crossover. It was very bizarre, but it was fun. Yeah, I, I seem to they used to love crossovers like that in ABC. Yeah. I seem to remember one. It was a Halloween one. I think it was the same one you're talking about, Boy Meets World. And Salem was getting like lost in time or something like that. No, Salem had a time machine. Yes. So that was the one where he sent Corey back to the 50s. Yeah, and they're all uh, worried about the, the A-bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, and I like how there's other shows, but we don't remember those other shows. <laughs> we what happens on Boy Meets World and work backwards from there. <laughs> That's what that's that's how our lives go. If some if we would be the greatest police detectives, if somehow we could like break down a crime scene and like link it to Boy Meets World, <laughs> work yeah. backwards. Speaking of uh, Halloween stuff, related yeah. stuff, horror movies. Yeah. Are you excited for Scream Five? I just saw the trailer and to quote Costanza, I think it moved. <laughs> I'm excited for it too. That's I I yeah. you know what. I was looking at the reviews of the Scream movies the other day, and yeah. uh, it went like, like I think like the first one got like 75, the second one got like 81%, like everyone loved it, and then the third one got like 34, nobody liked the third one. Uh, yeah. I thought the third one had its moments, I liked the third one, but then the fourth one got like 65, so you can see that they were going back up, and a lot, a lot of people were like, oh, there's nothing happened to the, third, the fourth one, I'm like, it's, it's not supposed to happen. Do you yeah. like Scream? Did that not yeah. feel like a good old-fashioned scream movie? Then, you, then, then, then it's good. I like it. Like you know how Kevin Smith, whenever there's a new movie, a Star Wars or a Marvel or a DC, yeah. he's like, just take my money. It's like there's yeah. a scream movie. Like just take my money. I will go see it. Hopefully, opening night if possible. He also does uh, this thing when he's like, so what? I think of Scream Four. I think he does this like blowjob thing. He's like, ah, I loved it. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing? It's like a thing. Um, do you remember when we saw Scream 3 in theaters and uh, you slept over on, on the crash at my house? Okay. And we were, we were sleeping on couches on opposite sides of the room. and But, like, my couch was right by the front window yeah. in the, the, the living room there. Like, that one scene in Scream 3 where the ghost, ghost face pops up and, like, breaks through the, the window. Happens but to everyone. Just, yeah. But... <laughs> It's the one where, like, you know, Sydney's at her home property, and so, like, where she's like, doesn't expect anyone to know where she lives. And, like, yeah. first it's the corpse of her dead mom coming up the walkway. And then, so she's like sitting there, like, come to the window. And then this ghost face pops up, and then she wakes up. But that, I kept, I kept dreaming that was going to happen in our, my front window. So I kept, like, waking up all throughout the night. I was like, he's standing right there. <laughs> I was like, I was like 15 when this came out. I wasn't a kid or anything. It's, 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 it, the mask, they did a good job getting a really creepy looking mask with those movies. Well, that and uh, the guy, what's his name? Randy something or other? The guy who did the ghost face? The voice or good. the guy who played him? The, well, any jackass could play ghost face. No, I mean, the, the guy voice. who did play it had like, there's some really good scenes with the ghost face. Like, do you remember like Screen 2? Like, yeah. she's like behind bulletproof. Proof glass. He's like throwing a chair. He's trying to get in. He gets all frustrated. Yeah, he's pounding on the away. window. Yeah, trying to like put his shoulder into like double proof glass. There's a lot of good physicality that went on with that character. And what's, then of what's, course, go ahead. 
when David Arquette is at the top of the no, the, one, the yeah. lecture hall and he just like throws or no he tries to oh he tries to come after him and he trips and falls down. The I steps. think that, like in in Scream Three where Ghostface is in the basement, David Arquette stops him at the top of the stairs and he like chucks his knife at him and <laughs> some of the head with the handle. He's like oh. And he just falls down the, down the steps again. Uh, he's, I don't know Deputy who's Dewey. worse. I don't know who's at, worse at rescuing people, groundskeeper Willie or him, because he always gets hurt in every one. Yeah, well, initially they killed him off in the first one. Yeah. But um, Wes Craven was like toying with the idea of keeping around for the second and stuff like that. He was like trying to figure it out. So he recorded a scene um, when they're like carting his body out. I think he's supposed to be dead. And they're like, wait, I think he's alive. You hear like the background with like confirmed that he oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's like happens off screen sort of so they could bring him back. Because when right. they were like, ah, we're probably going to make some money off of this, he wanted to bring back as many characters as he could. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Did, did you know that David Arquette bought that house? The Woodsboro from House? Scream 1? Yeah, in Scream 1. And he basically like, he outfitted it to have like this, like these, you could, I think you could either like live in it for a couple of days, or, like rent it out like a Airbnb, or he like rents it out for like these Scream parties. Oh, that's awesome. Or you can like just scream. Uh, scream, scream, scream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, favorite Scream character. I mean, it's a toss up. I love. Uh, I could go favorite villains, uh, but uh, I, I mean... Like, yeah, okay, go, go, let's do that first then. Okay. Favorite, who was the best ghost face killer? FYI, major spoilers about to happen. Yes, if you've seen Scream, skip ahead. Or if you haven't seen Scream, skip ahead. But I love uh, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, he's uh, crazy. Because... I mean, A, he was so over the top with it that, like, remember when we were young and we watched that scene where he comes, like, when he first, we think he's dead and he comes back to life. He's like, over the top. <laughs> and we're like, who is this friggin' Lulu? But then, like, he's actually gone on to have quite the good career. But, um, uh, so there, I loved him. And also that whole, like, violence in cinema, like, they really tapped into something very authentic yeah. at that time. That was one so of I his first big good. roles, too. Was it? Yeah. I liked. Uh, I think my favorite screen killer though was always gonna be Matthew Lillard. Yeah, that was gonna. That was yeah. my runner up. That was like tied slash like slight runner up. But yeah. he's just also such a dweeb. How easy yeah. he gets killed when he's when they when they, it's him and Billy divided. And, yeah, what a what a wiener. <laughs> but still, but also, like, it's gonna be a scream. Also, you you gotta love, like yeah, he's just a patsy and just like a wiener, but. Yeah. Uh, you gotta love when the jig is up and he's like, did you really call the cops? My mom and dad are gonna be so <laughs> mad at me. But oh boy. I, I love when they start flipping their lid though and they start like stabbing each other and he's like, whoa, hold on there, Billy. I feel a little woozy. I think I'm dying, man. I think I'm dying, man. Like, he's yeah. like a doorknob, but it's so funny. Oh, man. Well... I'll tell you, we'll, we'll, we'll find out who the killer is in this new one. It's probably someone we've never seen before. No. I hope they don't do something stupid, like it's Jamie Kennedy and he ever, never actually died or something like that. That would be hilarious that he just, like, he just stayed away for, like, 20 years just to be like, yeah. I always had a thing for you, Sid. <laughs> um, I kind of do hope it is something like that now, now that I'm <laughs> mentioning it, but I don't know yeah. who, what else you do, you know, like. Did still have like a twin brother, and so Matthew Lillard could come back. Maybe it's all of them. Maybe they're all back. 
Maybe it's like a multiverse thing where like different incarnations of like Billy Loomis and yeah. all these people just come back. But uh, I think do something I, totally random. Like the screen guy takes off his mask. And it's like Tom Hanks or something. David S. Pumpkins. There you go. And then that's how the movie ends. But them doing that stupid dance. <laughs> Any questions? Here, before we pivot into random SNL Halloween things, I cannot remember much, but... Uh, How long is this podcast going to go? We're almost done. Okay. <laughs> no, I think... I'm just going to... One last commentary on the Scream thing. I think... The, the original characters are only coming back as like a reference point because like we've been through this before. We're going to help you. Mm-hmm. I don't think Nev Campbell's going to be the intended target. I think she's going to be there as like some advisory. I don't I know. Think. You saw the scene this the, the, the trailer or whatever he's like do. He's like, are you armed, Sid? She's like, I'm Sidney Prescott. Of course I'm armed. <laughs> like, I think he's coming after her. I don't know. We'll see. But I think that uh, that Dylan Minnette, the kid from 13 Reasons Why. Oh, sure. I think he's going to be the dweeby film kid that's that's the virgin or something. Well, the, uh, the Rory Culkin of this bunch. Yeah, the Jamie Kennedy. Or maybe yeah. it's going to be Jack Quaid. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, I, I don't really know the younger cast that's returning. I just know it's Arquette and Cox and Neff Campbell. I just know Jack Quaid because I've been watching the... He's uh, also Dennis's son, is he not? Yeah, but I've also been watching The Boys. I've been rewatching The Boys oh, again. Oh, he's on that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully he's a better actor than his father. He's been good in The Boys. I like okay. him. I get it. You know what? The thing with hey, Dennis Quaid... Easy not on that he's, Quaid. It's he not has some okay. good roles. Quaid isn't necessarily... Dennis is not... I should say, Randy's insane, but he's a good <laughs> actor. Yeah, uh, Dennis is, 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 has a sanity, uh, but come on, he's he's done some bad movies. I mean, very not everyone is John Cazale. No, but Dan, Dennis Quaid went through a streak, man, where you know it was a bad movie because he was in it. Do I need to bring up his IMDb and list off no. the Quaidster movies that were big duds? Do I actually have to do this? No. Okay, we could save that for another it. day. We'll do an off-topic on Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Greatest thing Dennis Quaid ever did was he was a guest on Ellen once, and she gave him like this uh, like one-way radio, and she'd tell him what to say, and he went into like this coffee shop. He's like, Dennis Quaid is here! Dennis Quaid <laughs> wants a coffee! It was hilarious. He's sticking his fingers in people's drinks. And... <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> um... Can you think of, before we wrap it up, can you actually think of many good SNL Halloween skits? Like, I remember the Chris Farley, yeah. uh, the Matt Foley Halloween, where it's like, uh, someone lights a bag of shit on, it's like, oh, someone, it looks like final yeah. Island of this, and he goes to put it out, and he rips down the curtain to try to wipe the dog shit off, and he falls out the window. <laughs> that line looks like Fido had a hand in this one. Um, like I seem to remember like one of the first Conehead ones was um, like they show up because they're giving the kids beer and fried eggs going to the door (laughs) instead of candy that was a good one I remember this like um, because I remember I watched the best of of SNL uh, Halloween yeah I've seen that and there was a sketch with John Travolta where he was Dracula um and he was, like, having these people over at his house, but they thought he was gay. 
So he kept trying to prove to them that he wasn't gay. And then, like, Quasimodo showed up and he's like, oh, yeah, he's gay. <laughs> Some weird sketch. Um, Sandler's uh, costumes um, oh, yeah, suggestions yeah. was cheap, always hilarious. Cheap costumes, yeah, yeah. And the David S. Pumpkins one is hilarious. Oh, they also did one with like uh, Bill Hader, where he was Vincent Price hosting like a, a Halloween special uh, from like the nineteen fifties. Uh, that was a good one. And it had John Hamm in it, and you had uh, Fred Armisen was Liberace. It was a good sketch. <laughs> um, I haven't watched a lot of new SNL recently, but uh, the one Pete Davidson sketch where he's Chad, and there was like a like it was like a scream type like guy. He calls his house, and uh, but he's so dumb that he's like he he's almost like immune to like the serial killer's like scare tactics and threats, and it's it's pretty funny. Okay, it's worth. I think you can find it on YouTube. Like yeah. he's just he's such a dope. I, I I get a little worried about the algorithm though on YouTube. <laughs> I want to be like every video recommended for me would be like here's Pete Davidson with his shirt off. How many tattoos does Pete Davidson have? Because I thought it gets out of hand with it gets out of hand with that guy in the gossip comments. I have never met anyone who lives in more fear of the the YouTube algorithm. I mean, maybe some of these conservative pundits, but. uh, because they always seem like the algorithm's against them. But, like, you are the biggest one. Every time I'm like, you should watch this clip. You should watch that clip. The algorithm! The algorithm! I know. It, it bugs me. You're such a ween. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, the, if you click, if you watch enough other stuff, the algorithm will just write itself. It does do that, but still, I gotta go into work and someone look at it like, hey, you really like that Pete Davidson, don't you? No, no, I don't. Just look at it on your phone. It's not gonna screw up your work, YouTube. Did you ever get around to seeing uh, King of Staten Island? I did. I liked that. How was he? Was, 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 he's acting. Does he, does he have a career um, as a dramatic actor? I mean, it's hard to say because it's kind of it's like you know Howard Stern was good in private parts, but he's basically playing himself. Right. It's kind of like that. Okay. So, I mean, I will say one of the people I was most surprised with was I mean he's still kind of playing himself, but Bill Burr actually was quite good. Oh, I'm sure he's great. Because I love this. There's a scene where he uh, he basically tries to smarten up Pete, and so he throws him in the pool. And he's like, you he tried to drown me. He's like, you're so, you're like you're ten feet fucking tall. Yeah, I'm gonna drown you in a stand-up pool. Yeah, that was in the trailer. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, really you know what? Funny, I, I think uh, I'll still catch it, check it out. But I don't know. I just don't think it. he's very good on SNL. I think that's my gripe oh, with him. I mean, that's why there's a reason why ninety percent of the stuff that he does is like weekend update bits because that's yeah. like that's all he can do. <laughs> but it's it's like I don't know. His celebrity, I think, has gone further than his talent. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. There's so many people that that happens yeah. to where they're just like, they just get caught up. I mean, I don't think he wants that. I, th- I feel like that's, he he would, because he seems like a very introverted person who just wants to be at home smoking weed. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently his stand-up special's not that bad. Apparently he talks about how Louis C.K. tried to get him kicked off of SNL for smoking weed. <laughs> Lord Michaels was like, oh, really? hey, Louis, we've had people on the show do cocaine before. <laughs> I'm not going to kick him off for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so, is that, so what are you going out as uh, Halloween this year? You want a costume? Yeah, you're going to be the scariest thing possible yourself. I'm going to put my inside thoughts on the outside. That'll freak him. <laughs> That's the most disturbing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, no, I don't... I, 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 go ahead. I don't even know if I'm going to, like... I don't Who's going to invite... I don't even know people. Who's going to invite me to a Halloween party? I don't know. 
Uh, you can just hang out and <laughs> be a, a one-man Saturday night, if you will. I just gonna I. I'm just going to be watching more movies. I watched Misery for the first time this week. That's yeah. a hell of a movie. I don't know if you've ever yeah, seen I've that I've never one. seen it, no. What did I watch this? Eh. I didn't watch anything this week. I watched The Craft. Ugh. Another Nev Campbell. And another Skeet Ulrich. He's in that one, too. Oh, is he? Yeah. And Brecken Meyer's running around in that, but I don't think he was in any of the I watched Hubie Halloween on Saturday. <laughs> <sighs> you did? It wasn't bad. Once you get used to Adam Sandler's <laughs> stupid voice, it, it's not bad. It's it's fun. Okay. It's all right. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe if I'll, you maybe... want, of all of the Adam Sandler, hey, let's spend $100 million and hang out with my friends' movies, yeah. this is probably one of the ones that's more enjoyable because it's to so be fair. Like, so there, I, I, the, okay, go ahead, yeah. So the whole point, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, but the whole point is, like, you know, he loves Halloween, but the townspeople, like, shun him and treat him like garbage. Yeah. And so there's a scene where he's, the opening scene, he's riding his bike, and he's, like, adapt at, like, dodging their, like, stuff, the eggs and stuff that they throw, and he catches, <laughs> he catches a couple eggs in his thermos. And he just starts drinking. He's like, it's a rocky breakfast. And then he starts riding his bike. And then two seconds later, he's just like, bah. He's like, throws up. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's yeah, like the, stupid the, shit like that. But why do they hate him so much? Like, the whole town, you just don't chuck eggs and say, right? I know. Down the Wait, road. What the hell kind of sick town is this where everyone's um, going to mass bully this one guy? But Oh, well, maybe I will watch it. You're making it sound appealing. It's, hey, I didn't think I was gonna like that's my boy, and I thought that was hilarious. So yeah, I mean it's Go it's figure. definitely not as like low brow and stupid as that one, but it's uh, uh it's it's silly. It's very silly. because okay. uh, I I remember that I thought like sometimes with the Sandler movie you gotta be careful because sometimes like especially the ones that get bad reviews you'll be like all right maybe this is I don't gonna think be he's gotten a good review since like I mean uncut gems but before uh, yeah. of like his Sandler based movies. I don't think he's gotten a good one in like 20 yeah, okay, years. There's, there's the dramatic Sandler movies, and then there's the Sandler Sandler movies. So we're not yeah. talking about Uncut Gems or Funny People or Spanglish or whatever. I um, think I honestly think uh, Big Daddy was probably the last one that got like a decent review. That, I would now, not be surprised. What's interesting was critics did not like Big Daddy, but you know who loved Big Daddy was uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Really, he said it's one of his favorite movies of all time, and that's oh, it's why a great movie. That's why he cast Sandler and Punch Drunk Love because he could see that this guy could hold his own as a dramatic actor. Yeah. So Big Daddy, what's interesting about that is, you know, yeah, you read all these bad reviews, but then you see people who really liked it are actually like people who've been very successful in making movies. Yeah. So go figure. And he's a Blue Jay fan of that movie, so that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's weird. Yeah. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say about Sandler? Well, but getting back to Sandler. Sometimes, like, I thought, like, Jack and Jill. I was going to be like, all right, <laughs> this movie's going to be so bad, at least it's going to be, like, funny bad. It's not even. It's just bad. Like, you, you, you can't sit through five minutes of that movie. Well, it's, it's, um, like, uh, it's like in Ted, where he's sitting there with the whores. He's like, hey, Johnny, I'm watching Jack and Jill. Mark, uh, Adam Sandler plays himself and a girl. It's just unwatchable. <laughs> it's, it's true. It is unwatchable. And a lot of those movies are like that. But uh, I don't know. Sometimes he can break through. Like the first grown I never saw Grown Ups too. The first Grown Ups is enjoyable. And that's my boy. I thought was funny. So we'll see. We'll see with him. Yeah. We will see. All right. Um, yeah, that's all I got. 
I'm out. You good? All right. I'm good. Well, this has been an off topic on Halloween. Some good, good rambling from Ted and Brian. Uh, <laughs> later this week, Brian, what day are we looking at for the Jack Soul uh, hitting everyone's ears? Or is it already going to be out by the time this comes out? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna save it because I'm gonna try to get back on the Saturday schedule. So I'm gonna put it out this weekend. Okay. But I'll probably drop the. Uh, Halloween one sometime this week in the next couple okay. of days. And then Gob is going to be shortly after that. I guess that'll be the following week because I'm almost done that script and we're almost ready to record that one. So we're yeah. going to get our, by taking time off, we're going to catch up and get ahead of the yes. game. Yeah. All right. But thank you for being patient or you just forgot about us entirely. Either way, we've heard nothing. <laughs> we've heard no complaints about this delay, so we're appreciating it. Yes, like I've said on multiple occasions, we do not have the viewership where people are like, what the hell's with the delay? I know. Uh, so, I God, mean. Have you seen the show um, Only Murders in the Building? It's the one with Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short. No, I've heard of it, though. I've heard it's good. It is good. I really like it. Uh, but there's like five episodes and they do like a true crime podcast. But they're just like idiots on a whim. And yeah, they do have like a sponsor because, you know, Steve Martin's character was a big time actor and Marty Short was a uh, like Broadway director, so they have connections. But they're, okay. they, they they put out like five episodes and they've got fans outside the building. Why no more episodes? And they're like, Jesus! <laughs> we were celebrating over our Norm episode of getting 75 downloads. No, 275. What? Yeah. I thought it was just 70. They got 275 oh, downloads? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. It blew any other episode out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. I feel a little bit better about myself. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully we didn't lose all of that momentum. It's like these bands that we talk about. They had the best song of their career, and then they take like five years off, and everyone forgot about them. So yeah. hopefully that didn't happen here. All right. Follow us on the um, IG. Oh, Brian, I got some uh, Twitter Twitter stuff for you. I did okay. a little tweeting this week. Oh, yeah. Um, there is a uh, podcast I quite like called In Defense of Ska, where this guy, it's just he, he wrote a book called In Defense of Ska. This guy, Aaron Carnes, and he just talks about Ska um, for uh, the whole show. He gets different guests on. And one of his guests was this guy by the name of Ken Partridge. And Ken Partridge wrote a book called Hell of a Hat. I was just about to bring that up. Of Scott Swing Revival. So I asked Mr. Partridge, as he's such a uh, fan of the Swing Revival, much like me and Brian, what his thoughts were on the Johnny Favorite Swing Orchestra, Canada's <laughs> biggest swing band. We also had a guy by the name of Big Rude Jake, but Johnny Favorite's a lot better. Um, and you know what he said? What's that? Heard of him? Good stuff. <laughs> there you go. Wow. There you go. What a, what a response. But peep this. That tweet got three likes from oh, Mr. Partridge himself, from the In Defense of Ska thing, and from this guy Jeffrey Bickford. I don't know who three, he is, but he liked it. Three likes is not viral. <laughs> <laughs> it takes time to build an empire there, Brian. Thank God. There we go. All right. So there you go. There's a, that's what happens when you throw a little tweet out there. I also tweeted at the lead singer of Eve Six to see if um, he's uh, what, what his favorite Canadian band is, but he hasn't gotten back to me. What, what the hell are you tweeting at the lead singer of Eve Six for? Have you seen his Twitter? The no. guy's been blowing up. He's got one of the most liked Twitters out there. Why? He's just blunt and honest 
in being uh, in not having a hit in 20 years. And he's all big about liking music just because you like it, not because the critics like it. It's great. Interesting. It's great. It's great shit. Check it out. Max Collins. The other thing I found out about Max Collins is he is the nephew of shamed actor Stephen Collins from uh, Seventh Heaven. Oh, the 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 pedophile. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wasn't convicted. They couldn't use any of that evidence in court because uh, his ex-wife did not have uh, permission to tape him. But that's yeah. good. Nothing like skating by on a technicality. <laughs> I'm just going with the. I just don't want to get a libel lawsuit against us here, Brian. <laughs> tell <laughs> that to. Tell that to the next kitty, Molest. Well, he didn't molest anyone. He just asked some girls to touch his wiener. Ugh. Can we edit this part of the podcast out? <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> anyway. Um, on that awkward note, uh, we'll wrap things up. Make sure you give us a five-star review on uh, Apple Music. And, uh, yeah, get ready, get set, because Jack Soul's coming at you, and then Gob's coming at you. It's going to be a one-two punch of soul and punk rock. Oh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff ahead. It's good shit. Good shit. And, uh, all right, that does it. Play us home there, Eve Six. Promise that's a lie if you go your way.